Hey folks, it's Ken Coleman, co-host of The Ramsey Show. I hope you had an amazing Christmas season and now you've got some downtime to unwind, get organized, and catch up on your favorite podcast before the new year. For this week's episodes, we want to try something a little different. So we've taken the most popular segments in Ramsey Show history and we've created a limited series just for this week called The Best of the Ramsey Show. That means you'll hear from some of our wildest, most inspirational, and possibly weirdest calls. In this episode, we're talking about work. We hear from those who just don't want to work, people bitter about their coworkers, employees feeling guilty for looking for another job, you name it. These are some of my favorite career moments from the show, and we think you're going to love it too. Check it out. Tyler is in Denver. Hi, Tyler. How are you? Hey, can you hear me okay? Absolutely. What's up? Great. Um, hi, I'm a huge fan of your show. I've watched almost all your clips on YouTube. Uh, so I'm really excited to talk to you right now. Um, got a bit of a career question for you. Um, my name uh, my name's Tyler. I uh, graduated from college in 2019 in engineering school. Um, I'm 24. I, uh, I work for an engineering company, make about a little under 90 a year. And um, wow, a lot good of times for you. I hear you, you say this. Oh, thank you. A lot of times I hear you say this quote on the, on, uh, on YouTube, um, you know, it's bad to have a mentality of, oh, oh God, it's Monday, thank God it's Friday kind of thing. Um, and I just kind of wanted you to elaborate on that a little bit. Um, I would say I'm kind of in that boat. Um, I really enjoy where I work. You know, I work with good people. I, I think the stuff I do is, is technical and interesting. But, you know, obviously if I had the choice, I, I obviously wouldn't work a nine to five at a desk all day. Um, so I'm just wondering, you know, is that a bad mentality to have? How can I get out of that? Or, or, or what can I do about these feelings? Well, let's just play this out. You're 24. You've got an engineering degree. The work interests you, but you gave us a big clue. I don't want to sit at a desk all day. And that's not wrong to feel that way, but let's look at what the future, what you want the future to be. So let's fast forward 34, 44 what kind of work would you want to be doing at this very moment? What would you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I love what I do. Um, you know, and I love I love tech and I love engineering and I'm a, I'm a computer programmer, uh, essentially. But, um, you know, so I move up in those ranks, you know, uh, start taking on project leads and, and, and stuff similar to that. But, um, but like I said, you know, it's still a nine to five thing. Um, I think I'm conflicted more, you know, the idea of like, well, I'd rather be doing this or that, you know, I'd rather be outside. I'd rather be, you know, with friends and stuff like that. And I'm not saying, obviously I don't like my job because I do. I, I do. Well, enjoy hold on a second. So you're all over the place. So I want you to say it. Just Sounds as, like you just don't want to go to work. Yeah. Cause outside and be with outside <laughs> with my friends, that's great, but that's not work. Uh, what do you want to do? I mean, you started to give us a clue there. You're up the ladder. You're 24, first of all, so you need to relax. You're in that entry position, uh, and you're making almost $90,000 a year. So you're in. You're on the ladder. So what does the ladder look like? What do you want to be doing at 34, 44? Do you want to work for yourself, have your own tech company? What is it? I know you've allowed yourself to think about it. Say it. What is it? Sure. Um I mean, I've never even really considered the possibility of, of starting something where I work for myself. Um, I just kind of am under this assumption that, that I'll be in, in some some corporate structure. Okay, forget uh, assumption. For my entire career. What are you? What do you wonder about when it's just you? What is the forty-five-year-old you doing professionally? What have you allowed yourself to imagine? Say it. Now, let's assuming you're working at something. Yeah, not, not playing with not friends not at playing the park. Badminton in the backyard. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I obviously, I, I enjoy having a stable and steady income. Um, so that I don't want to change, obviously. 
Tyler, um, you know what is the dream? What I want to do it. Say it. Say it. I know you've thought it. I've done this enough. Tell me what you dream about. What I dream about. Work. I mean, I dream about. I, I'm, I might be panicking here. Um, no, no. Okay, so here's I don't the know, deal. Just moving up in that. Moving up. All okay, right. So ahead. moving up. Tell me what moving up looks like. What are you? Forget about job title. Forget about how much money you're making. Forget about how you get there. You're letting your brain run. I want your heart to answer this question. You love the work of engineering. You love that creative, technical aspect of what you do. Is that true or false? True. Okay, then. So if you want to keep doing that kind of work and moving up the ladder, you need to begin at 24 to go, what does that ladder look like way up top? Start looking at that. Stop focusing on, well, I'm out of desk eight hours a day. Well, you're 24, man, and paying dues for you is really good right now. I mean, you're making almost $90,000 a year. You're overthinking this. Start to talk to engineers who have been at this for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. What's the kind of work you would love to do? And if you want to retire at 40, great. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, are you supervising engineer products in the field, yeah. in the field which gets you out of the office in the future? Uh, no, I, I work for a website company, so I'll be indoors most of the time. No, I'm saying you might not be working for the oh, same oh, company, dude. Yeah. Yeah, got it, got it. <laughs> if you're doing engineering, okay. what kind of engineer are you? I'm a computer engineer. A computer Coder. engineer. Okay. All right. I had I had you engineering buildings for a minute. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm, no. Um. Okay. So you know you've just got to decide. I don't know of a situation. I can't think of a situation. But I, I I'm not an expert on your field. Uh, I've got about 300 of you working here, but none of them work outside. Mm-hmm. They all work in the building. Um. And so we don't have any computers out in the amphitheater or the park next door or around the fire pit or the various places i mean i actually have wi-fi out there you can go out there and sit but um yeah but um <laughs> a nice day but the vast majority of them work inside the building so um I, yeah i think probably what i would leave you with is this um a there's nothing wrong with paying your dues for a few years and sitting there and while you're making 90 grand paying your dues to ken's point is not bad uh b and, and so just plan on that. B, it does not, just because you do that for two, the next two years does not mean you have to be doing that for two decades. Mm-hmm. You get to choose. I'll tell you one thing that I know 1,000% chance over the scope of my career, I'm 1,000% chance your world is going to change. Computers are going to change. I mean, when I, when I was your agent starting, there weren't computers. The personal computer was not very personal. <laughs> and so, I mean, back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, it's hard to imagine that, but it uh, feels like 20 minutes ago. And then I've watched the computer evolve into these tiny little things in our hands, which will do more than a whole building full of them would do just a few decades ago. So fast forward your thing a few decades, uh, you may be doing stuff from sitting outside working on holograms. I don't know. You may, but something's going to be different. Yeah, and so, and, and we're not picking on Tyler. A lot of people get in this situation, Dave. This is what we do every day on the Ken Coleman Show. People get a little bit locked up. And so what we're pressing for is this. Allow yourself to look out and say, what's the kind of work that I think would fire my soul up? And at 24, you might not know. That's the reality. Well, He's really young. Today, you might. My point is with technology curve. Today, you might not see how you're, quote, working outside, unquote, uh, doing your job. But two years from now, it might be going, everybody's doing that, and here's what they're doing. 
That's exactly right. I, I don't have any idea what's going to happen. Well, but so I, you're, the point is you are not locked into this no. for 40 years. Yeah. You, there's no chance. You can't do what you're doing for 40 years. It won't exist. Right. It won't even exist five years from now. That's right. So start problem solving in your head. As an engineer, as a computer technology, he really enjoys the work. There are clues there. So if you want to work outside, allow your mind to wander a little bit and then go do some research. Here's what I mean. What are some problems you want to solve that are more outdoor in nature? Maybe one day you've got your own company uh, that is where you're in the truck and you're moving around and you're going from site to site. Who knows? But you've got to start to look into that and you don't overthink the fact that, well, I'm in this indoor job right now. And I get it. He's young. But you've got to allow yourself to explore some things and listen to those clues. If you like being outdoors a lot, all right then. Well, then how are you solving the type of problems you like to solve? And how do you take that well, creative solving and that technical solving ability and go, okay, how could I do it out here in and, this and, world? And again, not to pick on him, but it is a normal thing in today's world to go from high school to college and your first job is you go to work every day and you work all day. Yeah. And that's a new emotional it's a new experience. Concept. That's exactly right. Uh, because you've not done that. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products. Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why they're comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Brent's with us in Boise, Idaho. Hey, Brent, what's up? Hey, y'all. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can we um, help? Questions for Ken. Um, so I just started um, a new job a month or two ago, um, and I accepted uh, my salary, and I was happy enough with it. Um, and then I found out that my coworkers are making about 50% more than I do, like 45%. What do you make? Um, and I was wondering... Uh, I'm making 22 an hour. Doing what? Uh, medical lab scientist. And they're making 33 an hour. Uh, yeah, 32. Are they measurably more experienced than you? Uh, no. How did you come they, about this? We're infor- all dealing. How'd you get this information? I'm from them. <laughs> There's two of us that work on this particular two others and then me that were working on this one we're dealing with COVID. Well, I got to lean, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I got to lean a little bit on Dave. I got some thoughts, but Dave is no, hired and fired a lot. No, no, but you've got a unique perspective in how many people you've hired and fired in culture development. But I, so, so this is really challenging. Okay, because this is all psychology and you're human. And so you've got to, you're going to have to rise above this is the straightforward answer. Uh, because if you don't, this is going to eat you alive, and I don't think you'll last very long. Uh, this is the, the natural comparison, uh, and comparison is a cancer. The only person I try to compare myself to is the me of yesterday, and, and that's hard, but that's what you got to do um, because if, if, if you're saying things are equal and it's an equal playing field, they don't have any more experience than you, they don't have any additional uh, uh, rec- uh, excuse me, certifications or all that stuff – 
this is a really nasty situation to find out about. I got to tell you, I'm slight bit cynical, maybe suspect that you got the information from them. I'm not saying they lied to you, but the whole thing just stinks. And if you want to be there, here's the last piece. If you want to be there in the sense that it's the ladder you need to be on for your career and where you eventually want to get to, and you got to be on this rung to get to the next rung, then you're going to have to really suck it up and, and be the better man here and, and stay out of this kind of stuff and, and earn the next rung. If you can't handle that, then you're eventually probably going to self-select and, and have to get out of there. And I'm sorry that that's happened to you because it's a real devastating psychological blow. It's a really good question you brought to the forefront here. And the interesting thing about it is your tone when you're asking the question is not whiny. You're just like, it's it's like a curiosity to you, mm-hmm. which is a positive thing. So there's not a, you're not angry or bitter or something like that. You're just like, this doesn't make sense. It's like a scientist, right? I mean, it's I, there's a riddle here. And so um, I'm going to join you in the riddle. Why would you, if you were to guess why the discrepancy in pay, what would you guess? Um, Because they are, I mean, it's a business or hospital, and they're just trying to get as little um, or pay as little. I came from a... So you don't think it's an oversight? Um, you, you know, you don't think they saw something different in your qualifications than the other guy? You, you don't think there's a logical explanation other than just sheer they didn't want to pay as much and they thought they could get away with it, and they did? And they did. I didn't come in. I thought the job was a technician job, not a technologist job. Um, and so when they gave me my pay, I was like, well, this is really exciting. Yes, I'll take this because it was like four bucks more than I thought it was going to be. Um, and then I found out what the job really entailed. I, I am a biochemist, not a medical lab scientist. I see. Um, yeah, I've been learning to play golf, and I figured out the secret to happiness is low expectations. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, you had low expectations, and then you got a $4 more, and you thought this is wonderful, and then you found out you're $10 under, and it's all about expectations. What Ken said, it's a psychological problem. So what is the environment like? Uh, what's the environment like between you and your supervisor or your hiring, the person that did the hiring with you? Is this a, an open, conversational, good people, or is it very chain of command, real shut your mouth, get your work done? I mean, what is it? authoritative or I, it, that is a great question um the only time i've met my supervisor is the day i was interviewed she went on leave right after that and then has since come back from leave and has never stepped in and i'm a night shift and so i haven't uh, she's gone before i come in yeah well i um what i have figured out is is that there's going to be a difficult conversation it is going to be in your head and your head's going to explode or <laughs> eventually, or you're going to have a difficult conversation. And the, the trick is how to sit down with her and have a difficult conversation. And what, uh, one of the things we teach leaders to do and, uh, you're leading up in this situation is to just, if, if, if there's an elephant in the room, go, Hey, there's an elephant over there. Don't act like he's not there. And so let's just call out a couple of things that we know here. Okay. Number one, when I interviewed for this job, I first thought it was this. And then I found out it was that. And I was $4 more than I thought. And so I was really happy and I'm grateful. And by the way, I am grateful for the job. 
and I haven't got, gotten to talk to you a lot because you've been out on leave, and, of course, I'm night shift, but I'm swinging by this afternoon to have a five-minute meeting with you, Just uh, and I want you to hear nothing but gratitude from me. Um, but uh, I got to talking to the other guys in the lab, and I found out that I'm the only guy with the exact same qualifications that makes 22, and they all make 32. And what I want to ask you is, what can I do to make myself worth 32 to you guys? Because I'd like to measure up, and apparently I've not done that yet. And that pretty well uh, exposes the crap without you going, you people rip me off. <laughs> you know, that's the other way to approach mm-hmm. it, in which case you just get fired. Brent, really quick, I want to jump in and ask this question. Are you able to do the market research and be able to show that there's a range of income and that the work you're actually doing uh, does pay higher? Can, is that is that something you can find the evidence for and show that in the marketplace? Um, there is. They are actually above average what the other two are making. Yeah. Well, what um, I would do is I just I would just say all that. of this. Yeah. And I just would, say number one, I'm happy at 22. I'm not coming in here to gripe about them making more. And number two, I know that the pay around here is above average in general. But what I'm trying to do is figure out how I can be more valuable to this place so that I can be worth it, and you put me in for a 32 instead of a 22. But I want to earn it, and I want you to tell me how I can be the best person I need to be to do that. And I don't want you to hear anything from me but gratitude. Listen, if if your boss gets twisted up about that, your boss is an idiot. Yeah, there's your sign. That's not a long-term stay. Yeah, the and, one thing and if I'm they con- go shut up and get in your corner, you accepted the job, <laughs> right. then uh, then start looking for another position. But but I don't think they will. I, um, I think you're bringing it up, and what you're doing is you're exposing the fact that all of these facts are here. Oh, by the way, you can also say, I accepted the job at 22, so I did this deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I can't come in and gripe about the deal. I'm not here to gripe about the deal. I took the job. And, uh, and so, you know, the fact that somebody else makes more does not make me unhappy. But what I do want to do is I want to figure out a track that I can get on to be of value to this place to where I can join them in that kind of an income uh, because that would make me feel really fulfilled and I would know that I did a good job for you guys. Robin is with us. Robin is in Lexington, Kentucky. Hi, Robin. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I'm in a strange situation. My husband and I, we just recently started the Baby Steps, um, which I want to say thank you for, because your program finally convinced him that it was stupid to be, sa- to be re- saving for retirement while we still had debt, um, and which means I won. Um, so very excited to be paying that, all that off. Good. Um, but um, we, I am a research analyst for um, an agency in the intelligence community which makes me a government contractor. So this vaccine requirement kind of coming down the pike for me. And I'm not one of the people that's willing to get it. And I was wondering what your suggestion would be about pausing, paying on our student loans and trying to like kind of save up some money for my impending unemployment if this were to continue forward. Well, how far are we talking in the future? You think this is a month, two months, six weeks? What are you hearing? Um, so the emails that we've gotten um, are early December, and of course that that's all subjective, right? So I mean, yeah. I haven't seen the actual executive order come out yet. I haven't 
you know, there's a, the lawsuits aren't done yet. I mean, there's, there's, there's a million things that could happen, but I'm, I'm a planner. Yeah. And if I get fired from this job because for this reason, I don't have skills to get paid the same level outside of government work. How do you know um, that? How do you, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I want you to answer that. How do you know that as a research analyst in the kind of work you do, that that's not transferable outside? Well, I'm specifically um, a language-enabled research analyst, Chinese language um, for future threats technologies. So it's not there's not a huge market out there for that. Now, I could apply my language and that ability to other things, but they wouldn't pay on the same I totally scale. understand, but let me also share with you that yes that's a super super specific position but the fact of the matter is chinese language and that that linguistic skill aside you're really good at research you're, you're really good at, at, at analyzing things true or false true well I, i'm just going to challenge you that uh what you do know, you make now um i'm making eighty thousand, and this is my basically an entry level um i'm i'm in line for you know do this for a year and they bump you up about 20 grand so yeah have you done any research out in the marketplace to see what's out there near 80 grand doing that type of work forget the, the uh, specific nature I, I mean i don't know about research i did look for a job for eight months when we got kicked out of china to come back here because of covid in the first place um and i was unsuccessful i finally found a job in local government doing what well, i i really enjoyed it um but it paid about half of what i'm making now um so i I don't know about research, but I know that it's really, really hard to get a job with Chinese language research analysts and not a ton of of, um, of uh, experience in the in the field. Sure. Well, again, I'm gonna I'm I'm really gonna challenge you. You are a researcher by nature, and I think you've got to take this really serious. I think just to assume, well, I'm gonna have to. This is all I'm gonna have to pause my baby steps to try to weather this, as opposed to what can I do that's proactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's what you've got to be doing right now. And I think you have so much experience and so much skill that's transferable. You've got to be looking into what corporate jobs uh, that are are good fit for me. And if I'm making seventy, uh, but I think mm-hmm. just to assume that you can't make eighty. I think that's uh, you got some more work to do on that. I really would challenge you to do some homework. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, while you're doing that, I have to agree with your initial idea too. I'm gonna stop the baby steps and pile up cash because I'm gonna until you land something else. You know, I think there's a real high, heavy probability you're gonna be done there if you're unwilling yeah. to be vaccinated. And yeah. so, um, I think the president has made it pretty obvious what his intent is on that. And mm-hmm. uh, the only question is whether he is, has the power to pull it off or not before he gets right. slammed with 5,000 or 50,000, you know, cha- constitutional challenging uh, lawsuits, which is what's going to happen. But the question mm-hmm. is, that, is that going to save your job? I don't I don't know. And I, I would be pretty pessimistic about that in this environment. So, yeah, I'm going to stop and pile up cash. But I'm also going to start reanalyzing how your skills fit into the marketplace at Ken's suggestion and see if you can't land something um, that's there. Maybe even some some independent things that aren't government contracts, but maybe you're just contracting out uh, to defense contractors and so forth. But even those, I think the, uh, the president's going to try to, anything that touches the federal government is going to try to hit it. And uh, so it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of, arguing going on before things are decided it's not as easy as the stroke of a pen um in a democracy so 
right or wrong, that's going to be your facts. So um, yeah, I'm going to pile up cash for a while here until until I, I feel like I've got a greater than 50% chance of staying. Um, and, and then once you've got that, then, you know, you can calm down a little bit. Jenny starts off this hour in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hi, gentlemen. I'm honored to speak with you both. Thanks so much for taking my call. Our pleasure. How can we help? Well, I wanted to tell you, Dave, your new website is fantastic. So good job, whoever you hired. It's amazing. Well, thank so thanks you. Thanks for our, a great one. Our <laughs> in-house team did that, and uh, I will give them a give them a high five from you. Thank you. <laughs> great. My question, um, I've been a stay-at-home mom for almost five years now. My husband and I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old, almost five-year-old. And my husband is a controller down here, and he makes about 170 And he, he, I would call him a very, very loyal person, employee. He has great integrity. He's just amazing. And he, um, his job as a controller down here, his, his company keeps acquiring other companies. And when he took the job five years ago, they warned him, hey, the books are a mess. Um, you know, you're going to stumble into a lot of problems. And this is just what keeps happening with this company. And as they keep acquiring more companies, they're buying companies that have the books that are a mess. I'm not an accountant, so I don't know anything about that. Um, however, he just recently recently received a $140,000 bonus. It was two weeks ago. And we have been looking at already moving to different states. He's been looking at other jobs. And now it's kind of he's in the, the debacle of, well, I just received this huge bonus. Am I going to look like, you know, not loyal, just like a, you know, a not great employee, not a great person if I take this bonus and leave? Or shall he wait it out a little bit longer? Would just love your opinion um, from both you gentlemen on what you think. What a fabulous question. Yeah, that's great. So you've hired and fired more people than I have. I'm I'm thinking through my thoughts on that. What would you, what do you think, Dave? I I, re- I really like your husband. Um, loyalty is um, a type of integrity, a piece of integrity that is uh, a vast wasteland in our culture. It doesn't rare. exist. Very rare. It doesn't exist. So um, I I really appreciate him being what I would call old school in that yeah. regard. And um, uh, but I do not think that the, uh, I, I think he's been paid and bonused for work that he has done, not work that he's going to do. And, mm-hmm. and so I don't think he's doing anything morally wrong or even violating loyalty. Um, I'm trying to reverse the shoes for a second and say, gosh, if I was his leader and we just gave him a $140,000 bonus on $170,000 income, <laughs> Uh, Let's do a fun thought experiment, yeah, Dave. So I, I you would, gave uh, me a hundred and forty. I would appreciate not getting noticed two weeks later. Uh, that would sure. feel a little icky uh, mm-hmm. if the roles were reversed, right? Uh, but also, mm-hmm. I don't expect someone uh, to uh, to stay here when uh, when it's their time to go. Um, you can, you know, we tell people all the time: you can not work here and go to heaven. And so, um, you know, it's, you, it's, this is not, uh, it's not the only place to work. It's a great place to work, but it's not the only place to work. And so sometimes people's season, they're, they, they, they run through their, uh, the energy that they had for the cause. Uh, I'm not leaving, but other people have. And so I've, you know, come to accept that. So I, I, 
I would think some amount of a little bit of time. I mean, he wasn't. You weren't going to give notice next week anyway. You still hadn't found a job. You don't know where you're going. But if you leave in the next six months, I don't think you've done anything wrong. Six minutes. You didn't do anything wrong, but it just feels icky. You it's know what I'm cool. saying? It's, it's not cool. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. John, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm really wrestling with this one, Dave, because I, I'm trying to think if I gave someone $140,000, this is me being transparent. I think in some way I would be attempting to pay them for work done and buy their continued loyalty. Yeah. And I think that's a bad motivator. Yeah, I mean, I, um, we've you know, and the same thing can just be saying if I pay somebody a huge income. Right. But I don't want someone, especially someone I'm paying a huge income to, right, to be here and not be happy, yeah, be miserable. Their time is done. Um, you, you know, it's bad enough if you're paying somebody a little bit of income and they're that way. Mm-hmm. But it's really bad if you're paying them a lot of money and their heart has left. Mm-hmm. So we always tell people, you know, when your heart leaves the building, take your butt with it. Yeah. Hey, Ginny. <laughs> so is is he just tired of the constant acquisitions? Is he? Is, is he? Is it a toxic work culture where people are not cool to him, and then they just will throw money at him? Oh, what, what's no, the thing? No, it's nothing like that. The, the people, the people that um, he works for, uh, the bosses are my age. They're thirty-five years old, and they've just built up this amazing company. And they're they're amazing people. There's no toxicity at all. It's just every company they acquire, they're getting it on a deal. And so here you go, CPA controller, just work with these messed up accounting books but i don't know like i said i don't know anything about accounting and it just keeps piling and piling but yeah. he really well, it, you know here's a, su- here's a suggestion and- yeah here's a suggestion you know number one uh what controllers are supposed to do is control that's why we call them that mm-hmm. and so they're supposed to clean mm-hmm. up messed up books that's that's what right. he's that's that's what he's if, if he goes to another company uh, i mean there are very few companies that do a wonderful job with accounting mm. Uh, most of them do an okay job or a really bad job, uh, and depending on the size of the company, the sophistication of the company, and so forth. But um, you know, we have stellar you know, accounting. The only other but, issue was, but but oh, I, ahead, I think I think he might ask for some help. I think he might be overwhelmed. Yeah, that's 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 my but thought. That was is, two two little other pieces. They've hired a couple people to work under them to work under him, but then he ends up training all the people, which is great though because he trains them the way that you know uh, he likes. If they're gonna to work the under work him. Done, what's you know, wrong with him training them? Yeah, right. So yeah. he loves that, but then also he's not in charge of any decisions too. So I think in five, he said five years. I'm putting in the work, and we can wait longer. It was just kind of a bummer because I mean, a you know what? I think I think you know. Bonus and- what is he looking for in the new job? There you go. That's different. And mm-hmm. I would go in and ask okay. for that here because I think mm-hmm. he's got a pretty mm-hmm. good gig. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what the yeah, big awesome. and, and I'm basing that the big thing you said is these are good guys. Oh, they're awesome, yeah. Yeah, and if you go in and go, listen, I'm frustrated by this and this, and in order for me to feel long, think longer term about this whole thing, I need to, I need some help with you adjusting those things. Kyle is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, Kyle, how are you? Hey, Dave, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate everything you guys do and the opportunity to discuss my situation. Sure, what's up? So I honestly get into it. I'm married with three young children. I'm in debt. I hate my job. I'm having a problem with drinking, and I'm just feeling uninspired, broken, and exhausted. I've been working the debt, but, <clears throat> but I have a ways to go, and I can't seem to get out of my own way when it comes to figuring out my career 
and getting my health together. If, if you guys need a little bit more backstory, I can give it to you. But basically, I would just like some advice on how to proceed because I've been struggling emotionally since before my kids were born, and I'm still not happy with where I am, which I feel bad saying, but, but that's where I'm at. Sure. I want you to be as just brief but very descriptive on you keep getting in your own way as it relates to figuring out what you want to do with your career. What does that mean? So I, I feel like I just keep coming and hitting these mental roadblocks. So I'll, I'll sober up and stay focused for a week, two weeks at a time. And then something will happen that will trigger me emotionally to want to drink or to do something that's not related to the career I want to have. And a lot of times I don't know if it's circumstantial or if I'm getting in my own way. In my heart of hearts, I feel like I can fix it and that I'm just getting in my own way. But at the same time, I'm in the grind of, I'm in the grind of early parenthood and I'm dealing with a lot of pressure from the career I currently have. And I'm the breadwinner. I get you. you Most of our annual income comes from my job. So I feel like most of my focus has to go there. Sure. All right. family and it's getting in the way of who I am. Sure. So, Kyle, the, so I'm hearing lots of things. So the emotional stuff, you need to get some professional help on that. I'll talk about that in just a moment. But you've had some ideas. Based on what I'm hearing, you have some ideas. You may have one clear idea that if I could snap my fingers and put you in it on Monday morning, knowing you couldn't fail, I got a sense that you have an idea or two. Am I right or am I wrong on what you would do? Yeah, you're right. What you're is right. it? No more. And listen, here's what I want you to do for the next just for the next couple seconds. I don't want you to think. Don't think. Don't qualify. I want you to just answer my questions. Agreed? Agreed. Here we go. What is it? Tell me what it is. What would you do tomorrow if you knew you couldn't fail? I'm I'm apprehensive saying it because it seems juvenile, but honestly, I'd like to get into game development. Game development. Now, you did what I told you not to do, but that's okay because we got the answer. You want to be a developer for video games, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Do you have the baseline technical talent that if you were trained properly, that you know that you could develop effectively game technology? Yes or no? I would need additional training. I don't think so. So the answer is yes. You have the core talent. If you were trained and educated, you could do it. Do you believe that? If I was trained, yes. I okay, have all right. Talent. So, hey, you got to say, for one second, Kyle, I want you to throw off all this self-doubt that's hanging on you like a giant winter coat. Throw it off. You can't even answer a question about yourself because of the doubt. And I know there's a lot going on, and I get that. But, brother, I just want you to get real for a moment and know, wait a second, do I have the technical talent? Now, let me ask you this. Why, I want you to give me a short answer, why would you want to develop for video games? What's the why behind that? Because I like creating experiences. There you go. Always had a knack for technical stuff and always had a knack or always had an interest in experiences. Yes? Yes. Okay. And you're you're a gamer. That's right. So here's the deal. You think because you're a dad of three small kids, you guys have got some debt, and you're dealing with some emotional stuff, which is driving you to drink. You're thinking, I'll never get there. Is that about right? Yeah, I mean. But that's not true. But that's not true. So let me let me let me challenge you. All right. You need to understand that there is a path. So you know what you want to do. If you if you could just make it happen, you know what you want to do. So you're in that get clear stage. Now it's all about getting qualified. So you have to actually do the homework and not get stuck in the bottle and doubt and insecurity and fear about what it's going to look like and go, what would it take? 
what has to be true for me to be qualified to actually apply for jobs like that and someone hire me? Is it starting out in another development role and getting development experience somewhere else and then crossing over to the video game industry? There's lots of different paths, brother. I'm telling you. One thing I want you to do is call Bethel Tech. BethelTech.net, they're a partner of the Ken Coleman Show, and they take adults from zero technology experience, zero, to working in the technology industry in nine months, less than 15 grand. You're not there yet. You got to get your debt paid off. Dave Ramsey, Ramsey Solutions, we can help you with that. But you got to believe that you can get there. And then I think you got to get healthy. Dave, I think he's got to get healthy and he's got to get on the debt elimination plan. And we put the dream on hold. Doesn't mean it's gone, doesn't mean we we'll never get there, but you've got to get out of debt and you've got to get healthy emotionally to where you believe that you do have what it takes and that you have a unique contribution so that you're not leaning towards the bottle. So are you guys yeah, involved in are you guys involved in church at all? No, not we are not. How old are you? I'm thirty four. Okay. All right. When I was a young dad, um, I wasn't either, and I wandered in the back door one. It changed my whole life mm. because I got men and women in my life that would walk beside me as I changed some of the habits I needed to change to be successful. And I you, like that idea of it, and I, I, have, I have asked my wife about that because we're yearning for that sense of community, and I feel yeah. like just that, just the overall message and sense of community, whether we're religious or not, would would be helpful. Exactly. So we almost went to church for that reason alone. That's okay. That doesn't. I mean, that won't make anybody mad, even the people at the church. Just go over there and make some friends with good people, mm-hmm. and good people right. will walk beside you. And once they're good enough friends to reach over and pop you on the back of the head if you're drinking too much, that's a really good friend. <laughs> right. Yeah. You need right, a but. Right. You need some buddies in your life, man. You need a band of brothers that, that love you enough to knock a knot on your noggin. I agree with that. And you can pick it up there, and you wouldn't hurt to step into a twelve-step program. Wouldn't hurt to sit down with a a, a good counselor, and because uh, you know what it amounts to is, is you're stuck, and the way you get unstuck, is you get new information and new inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And um, and and that helps you then build a vision for your life that Ken was laying out for you that you can believe in. And when you believe in that vision, then you can run through walls to get there. Well, that's going to do it for that episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to know your thoughts. And if you want more best of content like this, please send us your feedback to ask at RamseySolutions.com. 